Welcome to the Teacher of Peace podcast. I'm Amy Cribbs, your Teacher of Peace. I'm coming to you from a log cabin on the banks of the Turniptown Creek in the beautiful North Georgia Blue Ridge Mountains. Um, Today, I'm going to be talking to you about what I'm going to call the human paradox and the empathy paradox. But before I get started on all of that, I wanted to take a minute to talk about myself, since this is an, an inaugural podcast, and give a little bit of an idea of what my plan is with the podcast and my goal and, and what makes me think I'm the one who needs to be doing this. Um I was recently ordained as an interfaith minister, so this is a little bit spiritual in nature. However, I'm not really planning to go that direction other than um, doing some pieces about different faith traditions so you can familiarize yourself with ones you might not be as familiar with as others. But I'm also mainly just doing this from a human perspective. Um, Like many of you, I look out at the world right now and my heart breaks. And I feel like I have something that most people have not experienced and I want to share that. And it's not that I have this level of knowledge from books or courses um, or anything like that. It's from the experiences and the people that I've met. And I'm 47 years old, and for most of those 47 years, I have believed I have had a completely average, probably pretty boring life. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that what I thought was a pretty normal life is not quite as normal as you might think. Um, I've grown up around a lot of diversity, and I guess what made it so unusual is that for all these decades, I didn't think of it as anything other than totally normal. So this is the perspective I'm coming from with this podcast. Um, When I was young, I was bused from a suburb to an inner city school in Louisville, Kentucky. That's one thing that shaped me. Then after that experience, I moved to Chicago with my family and lived as a Lutheran in a primarily Jewish neighborhood. Um, And that was during the middle school year. So I got to attend a lot of bar and bat mitzvahs. So not only was I within that community, I was active in that community. Um, The entire time I was growing up, I had my wonderful aunt Mawako from Japan, um, who was Buddhist, and that shaped me to know someone who was from another faith tradition my entire life as a family member. Um, And during my growing up years, my parents One voted Democrat and one voted Republican. And when I tell people that, they cannot believe I lived through it. And honestly, that's another thing, that it was never an issue of one of them being any better than the other. They knew their opinions. They could talk about it civilly. Um, And so a lot of what I see right now just really breaks my heart about politics. But I'm going to try very, very hard to steer clear of that because I think it's something that... We are doing a terrible job of mixing politics and morals and TV and social media, and I'm just going to try to boil it down to the human experience. Um, And then finally, I've had this diversity in my life, and oh, I should also say that um, I was an elementary educator for 20 years, and for the first half of my career, I taught in a very diverse suburb, um, and the school where I taught had over 50 different languages spoken. So I moved from that school to rural North Georgia, where I've been living for the last 13 years, and that's been a different experience, too, and, and an eye-opening one. And 
Through all of those experiences, what I've come to understand is what I'm going to call the human paradox. And that is my central message with the Teacher of Peace and every podcast that I'm going to give. And that is that there are two important things about being human and getting along with each other as humans that we need to understand that at the core, we're more alike than different. I feel like um, when I was growing up, I felt like you would go through childhood and go on to adulthood and you would get to this point, kind of like if you're baking cookies in the oven, that you'd be done and everything would be smooth sailing from there. And I've learned, and I'm imagining you have too, that life isn't quite like that. Just when you're feeling like you got things under control and figured out, um, a new dilemma comes your way. And I'm not trying to say that life is awful. I'm just saying that for the even the happiest of us, the most successful for us, even everyday life can sometimes be a struggle. Um, and some of that has to do with these core human experiences that we all have around the globe, um, having to do mainly with our relationships and attachments. Um, there are these core human experiences and feelings related to death and life. And if you are a parent, the love you feel for your children, that that's universal. That's what pulls us together. I think whether you're living in Africa or rural North Georgia or New York City, you have those same kind of feelings at your core. But at the same time, what makes the whole thing a paradox is that while we're all so similar at the core, and that's what we're working through every day, every moment of every day. The way we work through it and the way we experience it is completely different. That we have these shared humanity pieces. We are also, each one of us, completely and totally different from each other. So that's why it's a paradox. And on one hand, we are so similar, but on the other, we're also very different, and we have to find a way to balance and appreciate that and within ourselves and within others, and that will help, I, I think, in small-scale relationships and in, in large-scale ones. So with that being said, where I'm going with all of this, I want to talk a little bit about the human paradox and the empathy, what I call the empathy paradox. And... Um, I'm going to start that with talking about sympathy versus empathy. Empathy is kind of like a buzzword these days. So I was like, oh, do I even want to bring this up in my first podcast? But it is just the heart of everything I do. This is how I teach a, a graduate level communications class. And I always start the first class off with this. And I still cringe when I think of the word empathy because it is such a, a buzzword. And as an educator, we have way too many of those. But I just can't escape it. So I want you for a minute to think about the difference between empathy and sympathy. And as you're thinking about this, I will fess up that every single time I teach this subject, I have to look these up. I still get them confused because what you're gonna find out is that the way I define empathy is probably a little bit different than what you're used to. So if we were going to get a definition from Google, the almighty Google tells us that Sympathy means feelings of pity and sorrow for someone else's misfortune, or an understanding between people, a common feeling. 
At the same time, Google will tell us that empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of others. So the way I always thought of it was that if you can be empathetic with someone, you've gone through what they're going through, and you can understand it and relate to them. Um, whereas with sympathy, you haven't experienced what they've experienced. I'm going to take it to a little bit different level. So um, kind of put those, mix those up a little bit. Um, and where I really got derailed on my idea of empathy and how important it is, is a TED Talk that I love and watch frequently by Paul Parkin. He's a researcher on empathy. Um, and he did his research with graduate students. And the way he describes empathy is just my favorite of all time, that empathy is not the ability to understand each other. It's the righteous struggle to try. I'll say that again, that empathy is the righteous struggle to try to understand each other. And that to me is just beautiful. That's what we all need to hear right now because to be honest, I just don't think there's enough people really trying. And I think that's at the core of empathy, that it's not having the ability to understand each other. It's just taking the time to try or even taking the time to say, you know what? I have no idea what you're going through, and I can't relate to that at all. And that kind of relates also to something else Paul Parkin says. Um, he explains that people have different empathy language. Some of us need people to say to us, um, I've been through that, I understand how you're feeling, it's rotten, let me tell you what happened to me. Whereas other people's empathy language is that they need someone to say, man, I do not understand what you're going through at all. I can't imagine it. I'm here with you, but I, I do not understand what you're talking about or what that feels like. And I, I do think that's important because a piece he talks about is co-creating empathy. And that, and I know, and you know, it's difficult to feel empathy for somebody who doesn't feel empathy for you. But I think we also have to consider what kind of empathy we're all needing. And I think on a large scale, when I look at the world, I feel like a lot of us are needing somebody, even in the media, to say, you know what, I don't understand your struggles, but I appreciate where you're coming from. I haven't experienced that. And I think that that's why there's this division and butting of heads, because a lot of people are wanting the acknowledgement that your experience is a little bit different than mine, and I can't totally wrap my head around it. But I honor and I respect that. And I come from a different experience, and this is what I feel. So that is why I think empathy um, is so critical right now, because I think that it's the key to inner peace and outer peace. Um, and I think it's important for us to consider, like I said, the paradox of being human is that we're all so different and so similar at the same time, and that we need to recognize that on smaller scales and, and larger scales. And I think it's also important that when we usually talk about empathy, we're talking about it as as empathizing for someone through their struggles, through their negative experiences. And it doesn't have to be something quite so negative. So I, I thought I'd explain, I think it's good to picture things from a little bit more um, innocuous standpoint, something a little less serious. Um, I'll just give the example, and, and this seems silly, but I think 
this will give a picture of what I'm talking about. Um, I am an, a, a mother, and I come from a family of, I have a family of four, and I'm very short, which you can't see because this is a podcast, and the rest of my family members are very tall. And I have always felt that I am approached a little bit differently because I'm so small. I'm like the small, cute person. And and it's great. I'm glad I'm not like the small awful person, but at the same time, I feel like I have to work a little bit harder to be taken seriously. Now, I know that's silly, but I also want you to, I mean, I think about even the physical aspects of being short versus tall, that that there are certain things I can't reach, that I'm standing in the grocery store debating, do I climb up on the shelf and risk the whole thing falling down? What do I do? Whereas, I mean, they're, they're just minuscule little things like that, but my life is a little bit different just because of my size. Well, can you imagine then on a larger scale, the differences you would feel, you know, if your skin color were different, if you were from another country um, other than ours, I mean, that we all are perceived kind of because of our packaging. I guess there's no better way to say it, that um, we have an appearance um, I, I believe that we all are the same race, but we have different ethnicities. We um, have different upbringings and religious beliefs, and some of those are more externally apparent than others. And all of that colors not only how we see life, but how life sees us. And that is just something we just have to keep in mind all the time. And I'm pretty sure nobody on TV or social media gets that at all. Um, so I guess the key to what I'm saying is that moving beyond empathy means that you understand. Not only should you try to understand what somebody else's perspective is, but that in all reality, you can't understand anybody else's perspective. Even someone close to you, even someone within your own family. I never will ever totally understand what it means to go through life as my husband. I mean, and that sounds silly, but I won't. And we can get pretty darn close. There's definitely people we have a lot more in common with than others, but that no two one of us have, have had the same exact experience. And I guess I have to go further and say there are a lot of times in my life where, you know, I'm constantly changing and growing and I don't understand the, myself from 20 years ago. I mean, I, I feel like I'm even having a different experience now as a middle-aged woman than I was, you know, as a 20-year-old woman. So it is something to, to keep in mind. And, and to close, I want to fall back on one of my favorite um, pieces of literature of all time, To Kill a Mockingbird. And this is a quote that stuck with me since I read it for the first time when I was 14 years old. And I will say, spoiler alert, that I did read the second book and it totally ruined everything. So if you haven't read the second book, which I think something about a watchman, you might want to steer clear of it. Um, but anyway, this is one of my favorite quotes of all time. Atticus says to um, Scout, you never really understand a person until you consider things from his point of view until you climb into his skin and walk around in it. 
um, I think we always think about, I always thought it had to do with shoes. So when I read it again and said, it said skin, I was kind of like, eh, but on the same, at the same time, that's perfect because I was talking about how our packaging, it is a little bit different. And I guess to add to this, that you never really understand a person until you consider things from his point of view. But the truth is, you never really can get into somebody else's skin and experience life from their experience. So now that I've talked about the human paradox and the empathy paradox, I hope I can count on you visiting with me again. I will be exploring um, different topics related to inner and outer peace from a human and not very uh, academic perspective. And so I hope you have a great week.